Welcome. It's Wednesday night, and this is the Independence Gang. I'm your host, JV, along with co-host Britt Griffith. We've got two very, very special and terrific guest panelists with us tonight. JR from upstate New York. Good to see you, JR. You got your earbuds in tonight. That's a little, uh, that's a, it's a high-tech improvement over last time. We had a little issue last time around. Good to see you. It wouldn't take much. <laughs> and we also have some bitch I know, or L, uh, joining us from, uh, from the south, the deep south. Thanks for being here, L. Always good to see you. Happy to be here. Happy to have you here. Britt, uh, there's a lot in the news today. It's actually an incredibly busy news day, and I want to get right into this stuff because there's a lot There's a lot to talk about. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, watching stuff. Are you being funny, Britt? Uh, was that a yeah, joke? pretty much. Okay. I that was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, really? uh, all right. So anyway, so busy news day. Donald Rumsfeld passed away at almost 89 years old. He would have been 89 in a couple of weeks. Of course, uh, you know, a mainstay Republican political figure through many presidential administrations. Our hearts and prayers go out to his family. Bill Cosby freed from prison and was just like out of nowhere. That was kind of bizarre. We're going to chat about that for a minute, even though it's not really political. Um, then uh, an announcement that the Trump organization might be indicted tomorrow. That's going to be an interesting uh, turn of events to see how that plays out. We know that that witch hunt's been going on for a while. We have Putin threatening and announcing that if, if there was a war, uh, that Russia would win against the United States and the UK. And Britt, I, I kind of heard something, and I'm not really sure what this is, and maybe it's just a rumor, but uh, something about Trump going somewhere today and, and talking a little bit. I don't know. Let, let me just see. Uh, let's see if Drudge has anything about it. Um, hmm, no. Charges. A lot of red there, though. A lot of red. Cosby's free. Rumsfeld dead. No, nothing here. How about how about um, how about this one? What's this? This is uh, this is CNN. Let's see. Anything here about where Trump may have gone no. today? No, hmm, not a no, word. No. Nothing no. there. Uh, no. How about how about how about MSN? VC's website. Did they say anything? No, no Cosby. Uh, okay, so the point here is that Donald Trump visited the southern border today and uh, actually made what I thought was a fairly effective speech pointing out the differences between uh, what his administration had done at the border and what the Biden administration is continuing to do at the border. It's being ignored, of course. Uh, some of this news that's coming out almost seems like it's been held for a moment uh, to be able to uh, obscure something like this. But the best quote, Jr. that I heard from uh, Trump was something to the effect of all Biden had to do is go to the beach and it would have been fine <laughs> because basically all the policies were in place. And if he had done nothing, we wouldn't have had this crisis. I, I, that, that rang quite true to me. Yeah, well, there is an old saying that uh, as long as the uh, throes of progress are stymied and stalled, that's when government is most effective. <laughs> when they can't do anything. So, uh, uh, you know, they act, they act like everything was Trump, Trump's fault, right? But uh, the problems did not occur until day one when all the Trump policies were reversed. So uh, it, it's pretty evident to, uh, to I, I would say, everybody on this panel and most of us, but uh, craziness. Yeah, Al, uh, many people who are taking an objective look at Trump's visit to the southern border and comparing it to Vice President Harris's visit to the southern border are already saying Trump's visit has done more, is more effective, and will get more results than what Harris did. What do you think? Well, I think that Trump's uh, visit is already going to be more effective because 
that's pretty much i mean granted this is just my own opinion here but that's pretty much the only reason that kamala ever went was because he went uh the, the basically everything this administration does is a direct reaction to the previous administration so this is just another uh moment in which they're you know he jumps they jump he says something they react i mean it's just dog and pony show it's kind of you know, yeah, and that's a, not to be confused with a dog face pony shoulder. <laughs> and that, that's I'm a, having beers tonight, oh, so nice. sorry. <laughs> Show she apologized within the first five minutes of the show. Elle apologizes. That's nice. Uh, Brit, Brit, uh, Elle makes an excellent point yeah. there. Kamala Harris would not have gone to the border regardless of anything happens, whether she comes up with any policy as a result. She didn't really go to the epicenter. She didn't go to the place where it was bad. Uh, she stayed in a pretty secure location in El Paso. But the point is still very valid. If Trump hadn't announced his visit, do you think Kamala Harris would have been there? Negative Ghost Rider, your pattern is full. She would not have. Um, <clears throat> so JR, you know, in the, in the article, you know, or what Trump said, if, J, uh, if um, I almost called Jr. Joe Biden, uh, if uh, <laughs> Biden just went to the beach, yeah, yeah, I don't know where that came from, but if Biden uh, were just went to the beach, things would have been great, right? Um, but the problem is, it doesn't fit what they need. They they needed the border open. The problem was Trump was too effective on the border, and it was affecting, it was affecting the agendas and the Great Reset and all of that stuff. I made this slide especially yeah. for you, well. Um, <laughs> Just go to these websites and read them. You'll see they need America flooded with uh, with uh, low education, low wage immigrants to knock out the working class. America has too big of a middle class. We are too powerful mm-hmm. because of our middle class. It's not the uber rich and uh, definitely not the super poor, but it's the middle class. Our middle class is important. And if and if the, the world powers that want to enact Agenda 21, 2030, the Great Reset, Davos, etc., they need to flood our market with labor to lower the wages so that we are then dependent on them because we can't make enough. I already experienced that in my world. We're swinging a hammer. Um, I mean, drywallers are dirt cheap right now because the, the immigrants are coming up and I mean, I'm kind of in the middle, so you know, for me to you know to bring them in and grift a little and skim a little, I mean, I get to do that. It's better for me. But as a whole of the population of the working class, it sucks because before during the Trump years, drywallers were making you know twenty five, twenty seven, thirty bucks an hour, and you couldn't find them. Uh, but now they're di- they're 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 everywhere again. So this is all part of the plan. Joe Biden did. And it's not Joe Biden. Joe Biden's just a vessel. He doesn't know what the hell he's doing. He just smacks <laughs> he's his He's just part of it, yeah. But his his administration is doing exactly what they want, and they are achieving exactly what they need to achieve. I think we may have been a little bit premature on all the criticism, though, because it, although it has taken, what are we into? We're almost into July. Tomorrow will be July 1st. So we're almost uh, you know six full months into this presidency. And I think he's actually starting to come around. In all sincerity, I heard some comments that he made about the BLM Antifa riots of last year. And this actually may change some minds about uh, the president of the United States. But right now we have to act and act fast. We're late in the game here. We're remembering the horrific scenes from last year. Orange skies that look like end of days, smoke and ash that made the air dangerous to breathe. Billions of dollars in economic damage. Families that lost their homes and everything they own and too many too many lost lives. 
Um, starts starting to sound, Jer, like he's changing his tune a little bit. I don't know if he was reading a teleprompter there or whether he was that uh, was uh, live and from the heart. But we could we could hope that he is moderating. I guess. I well, mean, hold on, hold on, hold on, was, because uh, because he was talking about wildfires, was he hold not? Hold on, hold on, because he, oh, did I spoil the you spoiled the joke, but it's okay because because here 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 I think he's addressing the border issue. They don't stop at a county or a, or a state line or a country line for that matter. We need a coordinated, comprehensive response with all the federal working, all the federal government working in close cooperation to support you, the states. That's what this is about. We want to know what you, the states, the localities, and tribal governments, and those in the front lines are facing in this danger, and what you think would help the most. So, see, it sounds like he's also uh, finally addressing the border issue. But uh, as L. Aptly pointed out, he was Sorry. talking about wildfires. He was talking, if he had used this language in either the border crisis or talking about the BLM Antifa riots, he might have some respect from people on this program. But no, that's not what was happening. He was actually talking about wildfire countermeasures. And as he started this conversation, he had some real trouble uh, spitting out the words. Here he's trying to talk about NOAA. So, for example, the National... Ocean, uh, the National Oceanogra Ocean, Ocean, Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, NOAA. So now, Jar, I'll let you take it for real. Obviously, I was trying to set you up here, but um, I mean, it sounded for a minute there like no, it was actually one of those drinks. With it. <laughs> it sounded it's, when you listen. I got an extra. When you listen to the words alone, it kind of sounds like you know those words could apply to those other crises, but obviously they don't. Well, maybe we uh, we should get that tape and we should start influencing those and uh, just insert it as necessary. I don't know, but uh, you know, he I guess he can talk uh, semi eloquently about wildfires, but that's not political, I guess. Well, they you know, did wildfires. There, no, nobody's in favor of wildfires, right? Right, right. And they did talk about this at length. Uh, Biden stared at directly had reading and teleprompter the entire time at this meeting. It was really rather awkward. I watched the whole discussion. Um, but at one point, the uh, governor of Oregon, um, Governor Brown, uh, says something here that that's also a bit alarming, but it shows how in lockstep these Democrats are. Everyone impacted by a disaster should be eligible eligible for FEMA assistance including our undocumented families. It's absolutely the right thing to do. Undocumented families, uh, L, uh, I can translate that right into illegal immigrants. Yeah, um, Kate Brown is quite possibly one of the worst, I mean, I wouldn't say the worst governor because there's just so many, but Kate Brown is quite possibly uh, one of the worst uh, governors in the you know entire United States. And uh, if you're like me and you've been uh, trolling the uh, darker corners of the internet for a long time, you know that uh, increasing government dependence on FEMA is part of you know the the great the greater plan and and with lockstep uh, as you said. So uh, yeah, that's just it's it's just another way for the government to demand the money that we give them to demand more of it and then to appeal to emotional young liberals that don't have any money so that they can rope them into these things and then when they grow up and they're more conservative they're like oh what the hell did i just 
get us into but by then it's too late it's just ugh, ugh, it's so annoying but yeah no kate brown's terrible and that's terrible and uh yeah they're i mean they're still bussing and uh planing in uh illegals by the just you know i wouldn't even say dozen because that would be a small number but yeah. by the hundreds of thousands yeah the bus so. the buses are running non-stop um I can't help and the planes and the planes. I can't help when I watch a Biden speech, whether it's 10 minutes, 20 minutes, five minutes, you, you know, you just hear these things and I just can't pass them up. And often it seems like we're making fun of Joe Biden. But what we're really trying to do is point out that this is the leader of the free world and he's cognitively impaired. And that needs to be recognized. The mainstream media ignores it. Here he is talking about uh, the months of, uh, of active wildfires. We're seeing wildfires of greater intensity that move with more speed and last well beyond traditional months. You know, he's reading the teleprompter, Brit, but he can't read it or he can't. He doesn't understand what he's saying. Not to mention the fact that we all know so bad. anybody with any common sense understands that it's environmental regulations that have disallowed uh, harvesting of dead tim standing timber, uh, decayed or fallen timber that uh, acts as kindling and uh, spreads wildfires like a wildfire. Mm -hmm. So, you know, again, once again, Trump was right. Trump was right. It's forest management. California is going to spend $500 million over the next couple of years cleaning up our forests. Uh, what are they going to do? They're going to use a rake blade on the front of a dozer to clear out all the underbrush. It's called a rake blade. Remember when Trump said we got to rake the forest and everybody made fun of him? It is a legitimate yeah. tool in the forestry industry. Um, again, this is all about fear. They got to keep us fearful. Uh, so that we give them money, give FEMA, got to get the federal government. Why do we have to have the federal government handle state-level fires? Let the damn states figure it out. If they can't figure it out, let them burn. If they burn, it cleans out the forest. So the next go-around, the, for the forest fire is not that bad. So I, 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 again, this all goes back to the agendas. It's all about the agendas. This is all about pushing America <laughs> down so that they can take over. Read this shit, people. They're telling us exactly what they were going to do for the last 20 years. They are now doing it. It's all laid out. I mean, Brent, I I'm so glad you finally come to my side of things. This is like really, <laughs> oh, I feel like we're progressing in our, in our friendship here. I love this. <laughs> I've been on your side for a long really time. Good inside. The problem is JB has this horse bit in me that he has to pull up on every now and then. <laughs> he hits the button so that goes a little too far crazy. So, you know. And then there's some other weird no, stuff. No, but the problem, is, the problem is, is that you're not actually crazy. You're right. All of those sites, no, all of exactly. these things, they are right there in front of you. It's just that when you actually finally know about it, when you learn about it, and you actually, like, you see how blatant and how obvious it is, you just want to scream it from the rooftops, and everyone's just like, no, no, you're crazy. And you're like, no, you're crazy because you don't exactly. get it <laughs> exactly hey, so jb yeah i'm going to I, I have another i have another cut here and this is biden actually forgets what what is the well i won't even ask biden actually forgets what his major legislation that's pending uh and about to go in front of congress is the one that they're negotiating he forgets what it's called that's why the bipartisan infrastructure framework investment of about 50 billion dollars in the in the by so-called Anyway, I won't go into it, but a, a, a bill that's caused a little attention, um, infrastructure bill. 
the so-called uh, I, I won't go I won't go into it JR I won't he, and that's a trick he uses when he when he loses his train of thought when he forgets something he does this uh, well, anyway we won't talk about that you know you, you know the deal man you know the deal I'm still missing the forest for the trees here after Britt's comment there on the uh, managing the forest but uh, the thing that strikes me that is uh, that is you know related but different is if we were to truly have a crisis and there's no time to put a teleprompter together, who's gonna make these decisions on the fly that need to be made? I mean, that to me, overarching all of these uh, topics that we wanna talk about, we watch him try to talk about. I mean, what really is gonna happen if, 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 that, uh, if we have a major crisis? And you know, if I was betting, I would say we're certainly closer to something like that than, than we were because he's already been tested over the first six months. And I think they've realized what we got here. Uh, he, he is compromised at, at a minimum to some capacity. And literally he's managed, if he tries to talk, he, he's being, he schooled himself or uh, he's gonna get himself in trouble. He's the president of the United States. So uh, to me, that, that is the most concerning part of, of anything. Is it's really the overarching issue that we have here. We don't have a leader running this country. Uh, it's an excellent point. Just a quick note, if you're new to the channel, please take a moment and subscribe. Hit the subscribe button and also the like button as well, the thumbs up, whatever it happens to be. And I will continue to apologize for Twitch. I don't know why the Twitch stream is uh, being so choppy right now, but it is. And we apologize. YouTube seems to be okay. Uh, one more thing I want to go around here with, and then I'll uh, let Britt take it. But um, I'm not sure if anybody's heard of this, but uh, there, there's a GOP uh, a Republican representative in Ohio who proposed legislation in the Ohio legislature about, uh, you know, prohibiting uh, biological boys from competing with uh, with in female women's sports, at, even after, uh, you know, some type of uh, gender therapy. And uh, she came uh, to the floor to introduce an amendment to this particular bill. And this this is a little bit lengthy. But listen to the Democrats' response to her talking about her amendment. The chair has the amendment. The amendment appears to be in order. The representative may proceed. Wonderful. The Save Women Sports Act is the fairness issue for women to be able to achieve their dreams and athletics in our state. And it's crucial to preserving women's rights and the integrity of women's and girls' sports. Across our country, female athletes are currently losing scholarships opportunities, medals, education, and training opportunities. This amendment will require schools that are part of the OHSAA to designate separate teams for participants of the biological sex. No school, inter no school interscholastic conference or organization that regulates interscholastics shall permit biological males to participate on athletic team or an athletic competition designated only for biological female participants. Currently, so if you can't tell, they're banging on the desks. They're making guttural noises because this representative is talking about this this uh, protect female athletes um, amendment to uh, some legislation. Uh, El, I, I don't know what you think of this. Uh, you know, I keep seeing signs throughout our nation that we're descending into third world status. This is just another one of those in my estimation. I think it's just, um, well, 
I don't want to get your channel banned, but I have a lot of feelings <laughs> about women's sports and I have a lot of feelings about uh, men and women in relation to each other in this world. And this is something that I don't speak up a lot uh, on my own platforms. So I'm going to try to keep it tame here. Uh, but I do firmly believe in women's like strength and ability and capability. And I think that the trans movement in general is one of the most sexist movements there is because in reality, you have men who pretend to be women who take women's spaces and try to insert themselves into spaces that they can have nothing in common with and then pretend like they're the expert. This is the most sexist thing there could possibly be. And then not only that you have a woman there speaking from her heart trying to protect women's sports trying to protect women's scholarships trying to protect women in general and you have men yelling over her pretending like they know what's best for men for women i think it's preposterous and as far as i'm concerned the real sexism in this world does not come from men in general most men that i have met have been amazing have been so kind have been good to me as long as i've worked in the professional sphere i've never had a problem with getting promotions with getting raises because i work my ass off and i ask for things that i want the real sexism in this world comes from the trans movement it has set us back years and that's all i have to say about that sorry if you get a strike on your channel <laughs> well i think i think it was all very valid i want to ask you one more question before i give it off to brit sure. here uh what do you think about what seems to be a very very subdued response from the feminist community about these issues um, well, so here's the thing about that, and this is a, a, a sphere that I pay a lot of attention to. Uh, I don't just follow conservative people because I like to know what everyone's talking about. There are a group of very strong feminists uh, that have been labeled TERFs by the really mostly transgender community. And TERF stands for Trans Exclusive Radical Feminist. And, and it, they kind of say the same thing that I do, uh, that women in general should, you know, like, we're calling ourselves birthing people in, in, in government spaces because of men. Like, how sexist is that? But these TERFs, as they're called, uh, get deplatformed. They get removed from uh, sites. They get absolutely shunned by the radical trans community. Uh, so really, you have men who are the ones who are speaking for women now. And it is preposterous. That's what I say about that. Brit, Brit, <laughs> so real feminists, real feminists are against it, but they're being silenced just like we are. Yeah, uh, Brit, all they had to do is vote no if they felt so strongly, instead of acting like a bunch of uh, kindergartners in that uh, that legislative body. Also fair. You know, also fair. You know when i when i heard when I heard this story this morning when I was working. I thought it was a joke. I mean, I thought it was Babylon B level stuff. I mean, the sound that they. Did, and when I came home and finally started digging for the show and researching and looked into it, I was blown away that the level that our politics have sunk to. I mean, this is – you remember when that Iraqi threw a shoe at George Bush, you know, back yeah. in the day? <laughs> yes. uh, you know, um, I mean, this is, this, is, this is insane. This is at the state level. That, and, but Ohio is a big, important state. Um, I mean, what is next? Caning people for the wrong thing? Um <laughs> Where, I mean, where do they go with this? I mean, are, have you see, ever seen the fist fights that the Asian countries get into in their parliament? I mean, they're throwing chairs at each other. Oh, and yeah. Fist fight. Is, is that where we're going? I mean, are they? 
and and what L said, I am just so floored at the at the at the that these men who are back in the trans community again again Preach. it all I'm, I'm sorry I, I'm starting <laughs> to go down rabbit hole that I don't need to go down because it's it's not that the trans community is being funded by the agenda people by the Soros people by the to stir crap in America this is what they want they want us at each other's throats and they have a willing uh, a useful idiot group the trans group that will do it and then with all the astroturfing of the media to back up the trans community and say that I'm the bigot or that I'm the, 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 the evildoer for not accepting this, that I want women to have their own space to do their own thing, not I'm the bad guy. It all boils back to yes. 21, uh, 2030. Um, and they just want us, they just want us at our throats. That's all this is about. They want us at our throats so they can collapse us. We're on our way. We're, we're literally handing it to the overlords. We will be we will be answering to lords here at some point. And that'd be Bezos and Bloomberg and Dav, you know Davos people. And I it, I rest my I yield back my time. Okay, but it is your time, so go. Oh, okay. So I got to keep going. Is what you're telling me? All right. So, so yeah, I, I'm sorry. I knew that actually. Um. So I'm gonna uh, <laughs> I'm gonna shift you kind of a little bit to across the country. So um, you know how we're talking. El was just talking about uh, the media is totally ignoring the trans uh, the the feminist. That are the turfs, as they call it, or how we get ignored, and and basically the media is pushing what they want. It's not just here in America. Uh, so over in over in um, over in uh, London, they had a uh, thousands. I, I actually saw a photo of it, and I forgot to grab it. But thousands upon thousands converge on London for an anti-lockdown rally. This was a few days ago, and if you surveyed any of the mainstream, corporate-owned European media, not a single mention was about about it not a single mention but also what i highlighted in what i highlighted in uh, yellow there which baffles me so if anybody can answer this question the aim of the the aim of the latest march one of one of the anonymous organizers told me beforehand was to broaden the prospects appeal with eve we've even got double vaccinated people turning up to support us what the hell is a double vaccinated person so i'm gonna start with you jr um number one media over in Europe? And number two, what the hell is a double vaccinated person? Do we even know? Well, Fauci wore two masks, right? <laughs> so maybe it's a uh, double masks. It's uh, Pfizer, <laughs> Moderna, yeah. and maybe it's, the J&J. Yeah, maybe, 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 maybe there's there's triple ones in the wings that haven't been counted yet. I don't know. Oh. I don't know. But, but uh, you know, I'm glad to see that the, that they're actually getting out and uh, voicing themselves because cer certainly, and we've talked about this uh, a lot uh, throughout COVID, but uh, the, the fact that the lockdowns have many detrimental effects as well. And you look at the differences between, uh, you know, actual health, health results in California and you look at them in Florida to, you know, diametrically opposed uh, public policy uh, states and uh, the results were very similar. So, uh, you know, if they are, if the fear now is that we're going to have the, the strains come back and we're and here we go again, uh, I'm I'm glad there's support myself that, uh, that the lockdowns do not need to occur again. We need to we need to save our country here and get back to work. Yeah, there, there's a lot of the the, the anti-lockdown people far outnumber the lockdown soy boy man bun wearing wussies that want to stay locked up in their home and be told what to do god knows what they do in their bedroom um so so l 
um, the media. Again, this is a classic example of the media shaping narratives to brainwash people. It's They're doing it over in Europe. They're doing it here. They're doing it in Australia. Um, shows like us, we can go so far, but do we need to pony, do we all need to pull our money in a GoFundMe of sorts to buy like a CNN or something like that? Yeah. No, that's like, as far as my long-term goals go, uh, that's literally my plan uh, for that exact reason. Because until you own your slice of the media pie, you're you're nothing. And I, you know, you've got a few good shows on Fox. You've got a few good shows on Newsmax and OAN. But as far as having an actual news or media, like, organization that's willing to go for the jugular when it counts we don't have that and so that i mean that's literally uh that's that's my plan at least and if y'all want to get in on it come on but um <laughs> it's it, you really can't count on anybody you really can't count on anybody i know i can count on myself uh that's literally how i got started was by doing my own research on covid and i was like well i might as well post it on twitter for my like 200 followers and that was last march and you know here we are now um but i mean that's literally how i got started was just trying to find the truth and and you don't get that from the news and this is um on my website which is www.somebitchtoldme.com if you go to the about uh, section it's, i kind of wrote like a manifesto not like a ted kaczynski kind of manifesto although that one's you know some fine reading uh but the about me on my site basically says the same thing is that what, what you see <laughs> Sorry, Brent. <laughs> um, what you see on my site is basically the same thing as what you see every day in journalism uh, nowadays, which is just the same five or six talking points that are just regurgitated and everyone says it like kind of with like a different spin on it. But you don't really see people breaking news anymore. You don't really see like, like when's the last time you remember like a big breaking story, like, like, you know, like someone sitting at a news desk, you're like the like, da -da -da -da, you know, like just this just in like you don't see that anymore and there's a reason for that it's because it's so controlled we are living in this propaganda state and people have been lulled into the sense of security by thinking that it's all fine and dandy when they like literally all of your favorites whether they work for fox whether they work for whatever they are controlled opposition because at the end of the day they're trying to protect their own status and their own position in this world and they're scared of being canceled but when you've been canceled no less than a dozen times like i have and you get a little less scared of it you get a little bit more willing to say exactly what you mean and that's kind of where we are now like for example did you know that two days ago the white house was under siege by an env environmentalist movement i don't know if that was going to come up uh, in one of our segments here but the the white house was under siege by an environmentalist movement movement the sunrise movement which is a whole nother can of worms they blocked yep. the entrances and exits of the White House. And I was told this is an insurrection. You had Secret Service agents arresting teenagers. This was on the news nowhere. Nowhere. Yep. And that's just another example of the absolute insanity that is our media. The only people that were talking about it were like me and a few. I mean, like, I'm not like people kind of talked about it on like Twitter or whatever, but you did not see any major media, media outlet right. touch that with a 10 foot pole. Why? That's a great conversation to have. Elle, if that, that's not an insurrection, then why is, is that the one? Is that the, is that the one AOC was speaking at? Yeah, yeah. it actually is. Mm -hmm. uh, there, Sunrise Movement, Justice Democrats—they all kind of run in the same circles. So imagine that. Okay, so yeah. on you, JV. Um, I'm going to uh, sorry. Uh, I'm going to add a little bit to the media cover-up, media lying to our government lying with this Assange story. 
The key witness in the Assange case admits to lying in the indictment. And when you read the, the article where they talk about this dude, the man in question, and I can't even begin to pronounce his name, Sir Sagarudni. Then don't, then don't, don't. <laughs> uh, Brunderson was, recruit, was recruited by the U.S. authorities. I did it anyways. I could, well, I could do Thorda Sutton, well, maybe not. Uh, was recruited by uh, U.S. authorities to build a case against Assange after, uh, oh, man, where's it at? In here. Uh, so he was offered by the FBI uh, to receive immunity from his, his indiscretions, which were, um, oh, my God, I can't believe I did this. Uh, the mirror's major witness. It's important, JV. It's really important. This guy, sexual, okay, here it is. Uh, he's a, psych, a psychopathy and has received several convictions for sexual abuse of minors and wide-ranging financial fraud. Made by admission in a newly published uh, interview with a, with a German newspaper. This is all translated. And the FBI has given him immunity for this in order to get their hands on Assange. But now he's saying he lied about it all so that they could... And then you think back to what Spygate, and you think back what they did over... I mean... What the hell? Our government on all levels is lying. Yeah. Um, yeah. Before I get yeah. into that, the, uh, no one has yet asked the most important question of the night. I'm really kind of disappointed in everyone. But clearly we should have started out by asking Elle what kind of beer she's drinking. Oh. oh. Carlsberg Elephant. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. Oh. All right. Good. All right. Now that we got that I, out of I the way. I definitely want uh, one of those, Elle. <laughs> oh, I green green bottle beer is my favorite. Like green bottle beer that's like super skunky. That's if you ever see me at a bar and you want to buy me a drink, buy me like a skunky green bottle beer and we'll be friends. <laughs> Good to know. Okay. So uh, this whole the whole uh I don't even know where to start with this. The 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 United States, the Federal yeah. Government Department of Justice, the security intelligence um community is so over-the-top corrupt and we just started to see that that curtain drawn back with, under the trump administration we just got a glimpse of it we you know he picked up that carpet and we saw the cockroaches start to to, to scatter throughout the room and uh, we, the, the whole apparatus needs a, uh, a either either a complete redo or it needs to be cleaned house cleaning top to bottom it is unbelievable what they're getting away with most of our audience knows what the, what is uh, what is transpiring with Tucker Carlson and we're going to get into that in a, in a minute in a little bit more detail but our government our federal government the the agency that is that is tasked to protect protect us more than any other uh, is is doing just the opposite. They have become weaponized through uh, by political adversaries, and they are out to change the course of politics in this country, hurt, hurt their enemies, ignore the transgressions of their allies, and and completely turn our system of justice upside down. This is just another example of this. Why Assange is still uh, considered to be a criminal, I don't understand. I don't understand what he did that puts him on that list. I thought Trump was going to pardon him. There was a lot of talk about that. He didn't do it. Uh, he he. It's a big mistake. <laughs> yeah, it was a big mistake. Um, so I don't know. But what I can tell you, this is just, again, one more symptom of a corrupt system of uh, intelligence agencies and justice agencies within the federal government that has become purely weaponized. And I don't know how we fix all that without a. I think you're a, either a complete redo or we just uh, a 
defund those departments, fold them into other departments and and whatnot. All right, so I'm going to switch on to one other thing since we're on this whole government failing issue. Uh, <laughs> the vote, New York City uh, for the mayor. Now, this is obviously the primary time, and, and, and in particular for the Democrats is where this error happened. So um, they're voting for mayor of New York City because de Blasio's gone, thank God. Uh, but then they had a problem, and the way that they pr- the way that they calibrate their machines is they'll run a test batch of a known number, which is one hundred thirty five thousand. Uh, they run it through, and then they make sure that the machine comes up with that appropriate number, going to the appropriate blah blah blah. However, all that works, and then they're supposed to reset the machines for the voting day. Well, they didn't. They didn't. Now, now, Jr. Here's what blows my mind. It was. Adams, which is a, he's an ex-cop that's running for mayor and he's got the lead. Adams' campaign is the one that saw it when the, when the voting, when the vote, uh, the New York City's Board of Elections posted their numbers, they were like, whoa, that's off. And it was him and his campaign that caught this and said, something's not right here and went to them and said, hey, you need to check your machines. Now, this is what blows my mind. This number that they put out went through like seven checks to make sure it was right. And then they put it out. How are we supposed to have trust in our vote and our voting when this kind of stuff is happening? And then you think back to all these elections that had weird numbers and wow, I didn't, can't believe that person won. If it was easy for them to just go through this and it was only because of, uh, of uh, the favorite caught it and said something's not right here. I mean, what the hell? I mean, this is like, we, do we got to go back and check all the damn... Alexis, we've had for the last 40 years? Yes. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> essentially, yes. <laughs> Sorry. Joe uh, Joe Kennedy famously said he wasn't paying for a landslide, reportedly, right? And that was in <laughs> 1960. So who the heck knows? But uh, w- one thing that, and I, I'm going to be try to be careful and not use any magic words here, I guess, on about election irregularities but uh if if we can't have confidence in our election then what is our government i mean it, we're talking about the alphabet agencies and the, the fraud they're committing and they're starting you know a little bit under trump what was uh uncovered and now we see the thing with tucker carlson which i'm sure we're getting into in a bit here i mean they're starting to get caught i mean how different are we than some you know, banana republic that where everything's manipulated for the uh, for the dictator in charge. I mean, if we can't have confidence in our elections, or it continually becomes evident that they're able to be manipulated, um, what kind of elections are we really going to have? I mean, there, we have to have trust in the elections, regardless of what side of the aisle you're on, and whether your party wins or not. I like the beer better, hell. But uh, <laughs> she we, yeah, we have to have up. confidence. <laughs> we have to have confidence in the elections, and it just—it's just one more thing that that gives more doubt that the process is accurate. Yeah, exactly. So, L. So, uh, this was the other interesting thing that I pulled out of this article: of small things. So, the New York City Board of Elections, which operates independently from City Hall, has long had a reputation for mistakes and mismanagement. Ahead of the 2016 election, it mistakenly purged tens of thousands of voters from voting rolls. I happen to remember that, and if I remember correctly, it was a lot of Republicans that got purged. In 2018, 
Voters had to wait in line for several hours at some polling places because of equipment issues. In 2020, it struggled to process applications for absentee ballots and initially sent many voters ballots with returned envelopes printed with the wrong name, wrong people's names on them. So if this has been a problem for so long, yeah, is this is this incompetency on purpose? You know, it's kind of yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. Uh, a, a lot of it, 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 in my opinion, if you want to put on your tinfoil and come down L's conspiracy lane, you know, it's it's pleasant down here. Come on. Um, if you really are looking at it, if you have uh, plausible deniability by saying that it was just incompetence or, uh, you know, people being bad at their jobs, you can uh, potentially, I guess, maybe skirt some of these just flat out corruption uh, accusations or whatever. You're like, oh, no, they're just incompetent. They've got a long standing history, as you quoted from that article, they've got a long standing history of being incompetent. So, like, this is just normal. This is business as usual, when instead it's probably, uh, uh, planned uh incompetence um or just people that are really bad at their jobs but in my opinion it's just incompetence all the way around <laughs> yeah i agree with that so jv so the, the the bigger picture is if 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 they demoralize people to where they won't go vote particularly our side because we keep losing in the questionable elections it seems like the questionable questionable elections never go our way but if they can demoralize yeah. us to the point where we stop voting or enough of us stop voting then they have to cheat a lot less or not even cheat at all because they've knocked enough of us out to go, what's the point in voting? I mean, I, is there a big overall arching plan like that within the evildoers that want to take us over with the agendas? I don't, I don't think they're that smart. I just think they you know, they can cheat on a case-by-case basis and they, and they get their way. Now, this is the thing that's so ironic about all of this. So you have an election. First of all, they, they introduced this ranked choice voting, which is the most bizarre system to be introduced here in the United States. You know, our system has been up until this point, you know, you, you, people vote, the person with the most votes wins. It's a pretty pretty simple system and it's democratic. And so right. they, they introduced this ranked choice voting thing here. And the front-running candidate, the front-running candidate notices an anomaly when the results are tallied and announced. And he looks at that and he said, this doesn't match with our numbers. So he files basically an informal complaint. And after a little bit of digging around, the Board of Elections in New York City realizes, oh yeah, oh yeah, there was a problem here. And they they changed they changed their uh, their, their tallies. It sounds a hell of a lot like uh, what Donald Trump is talking about on a national level here. He had, his numbers showed something different. He saw anomaly, anomalies and he wants them investigated and he's taking all sorts of flack for it. In fact, they're, you know, they're, we're getting ready to hear uh, some reports coming out of Arizona from the Maricopa County audit that's been going going on for several months here. And the Democrats are all up in arms about this. And uh, one quote from uh, some Democrat leader as it relates to the consequence of this audit and why it shouldn't go to other states is because among all the other things they're whining and complaining about, they're saying, this is creating stress on our election workers. It's complicating a field where many are worried about a brain drain due to exhaustion and threats that workers face in the aftermath of the 2020 election. So they're talking about a brain drain here, yet if you look at what just happened in New York City, 
The Democrat primary race for mayor was thrown into chaos Tuesday as the city board of elections appeared to have botched the count amid the city's first ranked choice election, adding 130,000, 135,000 election uh, test ballots that hadn't been cleared from a computer. I'm not sure how much brain is being used there or in some of these other boards of elections. These people are incompetent. I don't know that they're incompetent intentionally or not. Regardless, the effect is the same. They're incompetent and they're the ones in charge of counting the votes. We have a real problem here. And this is what would have been law nationally if H.R. 1 was allowed to pass. This is what the Democrats want to do to every election in every jurisdiction, in every county, in every state in this country. And this is why we have to stop them, because this idiocy and this lunacy would become the law of the land and we'd have no recourse at that point. Yeah. Well, still, I wish I had the train button to hit for you, but yeah, <laughs> you have uh, I'm going to hand it back to you, JV, because right. I know you, you got, we're, we're, we're running out of time. You what got time a lot is it? to go Oh, through. wow. Okay. All right. Well, we, got to spend, we, go long. we have to spend a little time talking about what's going on here. With, oh, hang. with Tucker Carlson's allegations, uh, Matt Gates, congressman who is dealing with some of this himself, and I don't know where the line of of truth and harassment is for Matt Gates yet. I don't know that anybody does, or if somebody does, certainly speak up. But either way, he he came to uh, Tucker Carlson's defense, and he called for an independent inspector general investigation into the allegations that the National Security Agency is monitoring Fox News host Tucker Carlson. And one of the things that he pointed out in his comments, and Tucker Carlson has pointed out as well, Tucker Carlson and his staff uh, confronted the NSA about this. And in a long, carefully worded response, the NSA said Tucker Carlson has not been the target of an investigation. But JR, that doesn't deny. that That is not the NSA denying that they actually were reading uh, private correspondence and texts from Tucker Carlson. No, absolutely not. And uh, as you just uh, said, it was very carefully crafted response at the, uh, a non-denial. Uh, it basically indicates that they were monitoring it. If you, if you, you know, uh, look behind the scenes and between the lines, they were monitoring him allegedly for something else, but they certainly were doing that. And, and, you know, last I checked, um, we've had uh, special counsels appointed for things like this to investigate this. I mean, that's not legal. And I guess they filed a, a FOIL request to try to determine what exactly they did uh, monitor. But from what I read, they knew things that they only could have known from, uh, from viewing their you know, proprietary emails and texts. It did not exist in the public forum and yet they, they knew about it. So uh, if there is a whistleblower, like there was, and it came to Tucker, I would, I suspect that whistleblower could go to the federal government and it should be investigated. L, uh, one of the things that I shamefully admit is that when things like the Patriot Act were being uh, introduced, proposed, and then uh, up for renewal, I was a proponent of those because I thought they were an important tool in the fight against terrorism abroad. And the detractors, the people who were opposing things like the Patriot Act, were saying no, this will be turned inward. Uh, I was wrong. It has been turned inward. And it's only, I, I, I think we've only seen the beginning of how, how deep it goes. Oh, sure. Uh, well, first of all, JV, there's, 
I was actually talking about this on Twitter just like two or three days ago because there's a lot of people that have that voted for Biden who are now kind of coming to the light and they're like I I messed up and I actively contributed to this and I'm you know I'm sorry and we have to learn to extend each other a little bit of grace in those kind of things because realistically we're I, I voted for Obama twice I cried when Donald Trump got elected like we've all made mistakes let's be real like we've all made mistakes so like uh when you have something named the Patriot Act and you when you have someone like George W Bush who's like we're gonna get all them terrorists and we're gonna you know we're like you're like yeah like let's fucking nuke Afghanistan or what you know like that was like like literally that was like the opinion of everyone in America at that point because he gave those kind of like rallying speeches so like I totally get it. Uh, my opinion nowadays is uh, if the government does anything, I don't like it. And I would like the government to do less things. Even when it sounds good, I would like it to not do it. Because, like, invariably, it will come back to ruin something. Like, even if it's good at first, it will uh, st start to ruin shit later. That's how I feel about it. So, uh, Patriot Act, basically anything... If they give it a fancy, fun name that sounds like, like basically like, oh, like the For the People Act, for example. If it has a name where it sounds like something that like, oh, how could you hate the For the People Act? How could you hate the Patriot Act? Are you not a patriot? Are you not for the people? Uh, it usually means that there's some really insidious stuff inside. So I, I don't blame you for falling for it. We all fell for some stupid shit, but we're all waking up now. And if we all turn on each other for making bad decisions or having bad views in the past, then we're not going to get anywhere in this world. So that's what I got to say about that. <laughs> uh, Brett, Brett uh, I think it was Benjamin Franklin, but I think this quote has been attributed to many. So I may be wrong about that. But some wise person along the way said uh, those who would trade uh, freedom for security deserve neither or something along those lines. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of Americans, like myself, uh, were fooled into that in this particular case. And I guess the bigger question is, is the, is the genie out of the bottle? Can we ever, ever get to the point where we can, um, we can right these wrongs and take this kind of power away from any federal agency? I mean, the answer is yes, we can. It's just going to require some really tough decisions. Um, the sad part about this whole NSA thing and the Patriot Act and the FISA courts and what we've allowed to happen, you know, so so the NSA said Tucker Carlson is not a target of an intelligence investigation, but he could be ancillary because they have those definitions. So this is what happens. It's called the two jump rule. So Tucker Carlson was just overseas, and I can't remember the name of the country for the life of me, but he interviewed somebody, uh, some uh, dictatorial-type government He official. was in El Salvador, I think, was Thank the you. last place he was in. Yeah. So, so the El Salvador that, uh, president that he interviewed, person that he interviewed, is being watched by the CIA. It's called the two-jump rule. Because Tucker Carlson was probably communicating with him, that means the CIA can jump to Tucker Carlson's emails, and then they can do the second jump to anybody else that is emailing with Tucker Carlson. That's how they got into Trump's orbit. They went through, what's his name? The low-level guy. Uh, what was his name, Al? Manafort or Stone? No, Page. Oh, Page. oh Carter, Carter Page. Page. Carter Page. Carter Page, who then, who then emailed with Manafort or someone like that. And then that allowed them to get into everybody because everybody was emailing. So that's what they do. It's called the two-jump rule. And that's how they got into Tucker Carlson. And then they were like, oh, this is useful information. Let's keep watching Tucker Carlson and see what the next story is so that 
are so that we, the government, because I'm telling you, Joe Biden is not involved. It is the minutia of the D.C. swamp that is the administration of Joe Biden. And they're like, we need to know what, what Tucker, because Tucker Carlson comes at them with a flamethrower. So they want to know what his next steps are, what his next moves are. And if they could get him kicked off the show, they would be happy because he is the only. Oh, oh hi, El. You have something to say? Keep going. I'm trying to um, get a screenshot. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Um, so he is the only one that really comes at them with fire that's effective. I mean, Hannity tries, but Hannity sucks. But Tucker Carlson has a way of cutting through the cutting through the crap and resonating with people. So they need him gone. And they're gonna and they're gonna try to again. So there it is. I mean, they used the Trump rule on him and putting their statement out. They just, you know, Donald Trump did a double backflip on Tuesday. No, that's a lie. It was actually Sunday, but it was a lot, you know. So that's what they do. They just change a couple words, and then it's technically factually truthful what they said, but still completely wrong. And you know how Brit knows all this? <laughs> I see a seat right next to him that's going to be filled soon. Yes, so do I. Change population to four, man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, conspiracy junks it. All right, you so what? Do you, you know how I know all this stuff? You know how I know all this stuff? I read the damn bills. I have read most of the Patriot Act. And it's like 9,000 pages. Something crazy like that. But that's how you have to learn this stuff. You see someone say something. Tucker Carlson makes a statement. It's like, well, it doesn't sound right. Go to the damn source and read it. Yeah, there it is. The two jump rule. It is laid out right there in black and white. They've told us everything. We just have to have the energy to read it. All right. Well, here's my last thing. We've only got a few minutes left. Um, but this goes right into uh, what something I mentioned earlier in the program when I talked about Russia saying that it could win a war against the United States and, and uh, Britain. And this was in response to a lot of discussions over the fact that uh, Russia fired some warning shots at a British destroyer. Well, it turns out not only is the U.S. military uh, insisting its soldiers and sailors read books about critical race theory, but they've changed their qualifications uh, for what they consider to be physical education or physical fitness. The United States Air Force has announced modifications to its aerobic test that would allow uh, airmen to choose walking the test instead of running the test. The new test... <laughs> yeah, this, this is for real. <laughs> the new test, which, will ser uh, which the service will begin to experiment with in January of 2022, will allow airmen to choose between running shuttle run sprints and walking for the aerobic portion of the test shuttle run sprints involve sprinting back and forth between two markers about 25 meters apart they could then choose between planks and sit-ups for the core strength and also for the final portion of the test airmen would be allowed to choose between push-ups and raised hand push-ups Instead of going up and down like a traditional push-up, the raised hand push-up allows airmen to alternate lifting their hands up while in the push-up ready position. This, this is oh my God. this is the U.S. military, and this is what they're doing. That sounds like me trying to get out of PE when I was like thirteen. <laughs> Holy shit! If you had a plan so to destroy the U.S. military, you would start making it hate its country, and then you would be making sure that its its soldiers weren't fit to be in the battlefield. Jr., they're doing it. I don't know who 
is responsible for this, but the U.S. military is making itself a joke. And I don't mean that of the men and women that are serving. I mean that of the leadership. Well, we've already seen some of the leadership, uh, you know, reporting on the Hill and this, on this woke stuff. I had not seen this, and I was waiting for you to, uh, you know, you already pulled the wool over my eyes once tonight, so I was expecting another uh, Biden joke here. But but I guess you're not. This one's actually real. It, it's, it's that ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, these are the people that are fighting for freedom and democracy around the world, protecting the interests of our country, and, you know, we're doing finger push-ups. I mean, I, I don't know. It's 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 uh, it's craziness. Uh, we we had we had to uh, send the crazy train montage and and send it up to the uh, you know Department of Defense here, I guess, and let them know what we think about it. It's hard to believe. Al, you got any anything to add to this other than laughs? <laughs> Well, I definitely have more laughs to add, but I actually actually have a theory behind this, and this is literally just like me with my own theories that I have. Um, I have a theory that they are trying to discourage more people from signing up for the military because at this point we are at at a point uh, with our technological power and with our uh, just technology in general where a lot of the things that our military needs to be done needs to do can be done either remotely via drone or via ai Uh, so i think that they're trying to cut down on manpower and by the amount of people that they're accepting into the military and this is another way to dissuade people from doing that i'm not even kidding uh because like really like a military is basically a free i mean like i respect our military so much but uh military uh service men and women uh, like their entire lives are, are, are financed by, you know, government money, which is basically taxpayer money. So uh, I think it's a way to try to cut down on the ranks uh, naturally uh, or, or whatever, uh, because we're at the point where it can be done by drone or AI. That's basically my, well, Brit, that's my theory. Well, Britt, there's nothing manpower about any of this. <laughs> no, we're not allowed to use that. It's person power. Um so, but L's on to something because my son was had done the ASVAB test, was going to go down and sign on the dotted line last week. And, and, you know, but with all this craziness that's going on, my son's super politically aware. I mean, he's, he, well, he hangs out with me all day working. Um, and he's like, ah, I'm going to wait a year and see where this all shakes out. He doesn't want to obligate himself to this woke crap or whatever's going on or get sent off to some crazy woke war where you, where, you know, you, you, you got to fight with Nerf guns or something. Um, so there's something to that, but backing up, it is the air force. I mean, really how important is it for the air force to be a bunch of muscle heads? If they were doing this to the Marines, I would really be worried. The Marines are still animals. They're still the tip of the spear and they will tear your head off and shit down your neck in the blink of an eye if they're ordered to do so right now. So as long as we got the Marines and the green berets, but it is, but it is. First, they came to the Air Force, and I said nothing because I didn't care about the Air Force. (laughs) Then they came for the Navy, and I was like, well, fine, that makes sense. And then they came for the Marines. (laughs) Yeah, and and there was no one left to help them. JR, Britt didn't pick up on my manpower joke, but will you please? Manpower. No, you didn't get it. Okay, incorrect. apparently it was a bad joke. All right, continue, Brett. I thought it was a funny joke. I, I like nothing it. manpower about any of it. It's exactly uh, that was good. No testosterone involved. Invite me on your show more. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, 
That's a, that's oh a my dad joke. God. No, it was not dad a dad joke. Oh, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Um, listen, well, we've got a lot. I got, of, something, I, yeah. got something, I got something to piggyback on this. Okay. You know, the, basically, this is low expectations. They, they don't expect the military men and women to meet the standards that they need to meet to be able to break shit and kill people. Because that's their job, to break shit and kill people. That's it. It's our only job. Every single one of them is a rifleman ground pounder, no matter where they're at in their MOS. But the low expectation, low expectations from the New York Times, they're not trying to apply it to Kamala Harris. The New York Times did this oh whole this whole article <laughs> um, that the job is too tough for her. It's come uh, and, and, and this Ezra Klein from the New York Times, and you can go read the entire article if you want. The New York Times, I just can't because I don't pay for it, so I had to steal it. Um, <laughs> But uh, Kamala Harris's job's too hard. Should the Biden administration, or as they like to call it, the Biden-Harris administration, be giving Harris easier tasks to manage? According to Ezra Klein of the New York Times, the answer is yes. These problems Harris has been asked to handle from root cause of, of immigration and the border to police reform, at the border, to police reform, voting rights. Bottom line is, why, why this is like the ultimate in, in racism. The New York Times is absolutely the most racist newspaper on the planet. The, they never once ran an article like this for any white male that was a vice president. But because we have a person of color female as a vice president, all of a sudden the job is now too hard for her? I, I, I'm sorry. They're racist over there. Yeah, I, no, I, I t your point is well taken, and I think it's a bit tongue-in-cheek because the truth is she's just incompetent, and they recognize it. She's completely incompetent. She, They want they want uh, President Biden, and I hate, I mean, it's even hard for me to say that because he doesn't act like a president. They want President Biden to give her the jobs you traditionally give to a first lady because she might be able to handle those. Go out and talk about, uh, you know, uh, nutrition in the schools, whatever. Those are the types of jobs she's probably capable of handling. The real jobs, the real things that need to be addressed. We've seen, you know, the, the border situation and others. She's not capable of addressing. She giggles, she cackles, and that's her only response to anything because she's simply not capable. And she's second in line well, to be president. Well, I, I, I was saying that the New York Times was racist, but you just helped me add also sexist. So New York Times yeah. is woke up they are. They are a sexist, racist newspaper, and they should be dealt with accordingly. JR, why would the New York Times be running interference or running cover for Kamala Harris? I mean, she wanted this job. She is an educated woman. She's been in politics for a long time. She should be able to handle all this. I mean, that's what they said in the campaign, that, that the Trump was amateur hour, that they were going to come in and be professionals. But now we have the newspapers running cover for her. Don't, don't you remember when they, they ran cover for Dan Quayle? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they ridiculed him to beat the band, oh, you know? Yeah, I mean, constantly. It's, it's just, again, to me, it's exactly the same thing. I mean, they're just going to provide cover for their side and, you know, lower the expectations so she can meet them, right? I mean, all she's done is decorate Air Force Two at this point. I, I don't know what she's done. <laughs> She, cer she certainly did a layover uh, in, in Texas. Uh, I mean, <laughs> that wouldn't have happened if, uh, you know, if Trump wasn't going down there. So it's nothing uh, surprises <laughs> me at this point. We're getting exactly what we expected. Actually, maybe worse. And I think part of the problem yeah, is, Britt, right. that she hasn't been to Europe yet. I think that's probably part of the issue. That's true. But she needs but to go to Europe. Europe. She needs at to go At some point, yes. Yeah, so so uh, some bitch I know. 
Yes. With the New York Times being such a racist, sexist, homophobic newspaper on the planet. And of course, this is yeah. the, the great lady, the lady of record that the Smithsonian has a copy of every of every copy because, you know, 5,000 years from now, they want them to read this time frame. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Terrible. exactly. So I know that you have a website and that you're doing great yeah. writings and whatnot. Um, uh, yeah. Are there other people out there that are like you that best. are really going? Yeah. That, that, is there other people out there that, that people should be watching, reading, uh, perusing that you know of that are doing deep dives like you, trying to break stuff, trying to document stuff? Who should we be reading? Oh, there's better. There's plenty that are way better than me. I'm like trying to do what they're doing. <laughs> to be honest, like uh, I would say like if, if we're trying, if we're trying, if I had to give a top three, um, I'll give a top three. Uh, I would say pay attention to Whitney Webb. Uh, Whitney Webb is as nonpartisan as they come. Uh, investigates everybody and dives deep. Uh, her website is Unlimited Hangout. Uh, she like she's a, a friend of mine, a personal friend of mine. I think she does amazing work. So Whitney Webb, uh, I would pay attention to James Corbett. He does the Corbett Report on uh, YouTube. If you just look that up, he's he's next level, amazing. Uh, so Whitney Webb, James Corbett, and then I would say uh, tied for third place. <laughs> so I'm gonna two four uh, would be either Corey's Digs. That's Corey. She's amazing. It's Corey'sDigs.com. Uh, she digs into everything. She does. She cites her sources. Amazing. Or I would go with Amazing Polly, who uh, kind of does a lot of the same thing. She gets a little bit more into like the kind of conspiratorial kind of topics, which I love. But she also brings uh, the you know the the resources to back them up so those are those are four people that i would say pay attention to uh I, i'm basically trying to just emulate what they do uh and learning as i go so there there those are four people that i greatly admire and that i would like to do more but uh, whitney webb and james corbett are like um like like if you're not paying attention to what they write about and what they're doing right now like you're missing out like those two are amazing so those are the, well those i will put them in my podcast loop and reading materials jv oh, yeah. back to they're, you they're, all right. Well, we're Sorry. over time, not just out of time. We're actually over time, but we had a lot of great discussion going on. So uh, we allowed it. Um, there are a lot of new folks with us tonight. Um, so if you're here for the first time, please subscribe to the channel. I know that Twitch had problems most of the time. It seems to be okay now because I restarted it a little too little too late, I guess. But if you uh, were checking us out on Twitch, please uh, follow there as well. Uh, if you want to join the conversation in some fashion, we do have an email address that we monitor regularly so that if you have comments or you want something read or an opinion uh, voiced on the program, send it to viewer mail at independencegang.com. Just note that there is no V, T H E, in the uh, domain name. It is just independencegang.com. We'd be happy to read your email on the air so l thank you so much for being here tonight i hope that beer went down easily it looked like it was going down real easily it went down a little too easily to be honest it was <laughs> great though i had a great time being on here tonight always a pleasure uh I, anytime that brit texts me and asks me if i want to be on i'd say yes so awesome we'll do it every time well thanks for doing that jr good, actually, good. Actually, no no that's not true jv I go, hey, you ready for that? What, we're doing a show tonight? What, am I supposed to be that? that <laughs> no, okay, no, 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 Brit, no, Brit. You don't get to just make up what happened. This happened one time, one time only, when I had verbally committed, I had verbally committed mm -hmm. on one show, one time, and then like, you're like, the next week, you're like, oh wait, are we still doing this? I was like, I don't remember saying that. You can't, like, you have to have me in writing. If I verbally commit to something, it's it doesn't exist. Like it just doesn't. But so it has to be in writing. It was a and even then, 
It's like a 50-50 shot. But I'll show up for y'all show every time. <laughs> JR, uh, thanks for being here, buddy. Uh, I'm trying to think if we're going to have a chance to have you on again before the 4th because you had made all sorts of promises about American flag shirts and shorts and a cape. And uh, I'm yeah. not seeing it tonight. So, oh, he does have the shorts. Ah! <laughs> 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 and, and he, and he mushroom camps the camera. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> anyway, looking good. JR's been waiting for that literally all, all right. night. <laughs> yes, I think you're right. Looking good. I, I, I gave you a pass on the shirt, though. <laughs> well, it looks good, man. Thanks for being here. And again, thank you to all the people that joined us in the chat room. Your comments are very valuable to us. We appreciate that. We appreciate your time. Please subscribe. Please follow. What else, Brett? What else do we need? I don't even know. Just smash the like button, please. Definitely subscribe. And if you're listening yeah. to us on the podcast platforms, you know, just come over to YouTube and like, and then you never have to watch us over here. But we could use the likes because it <laughs> right, subscribes. Technically, we need the subscriptions so that, you know, we can get to the next level. And it also, you know, they're throttling the hell out of us. I don't know what I said on Twitter today, but man, did they cut me back today. I mean, like I was getting like 9% of what I normally get traction wise. So you, we need your help. So and sharing the here's video the, here's the thing here's the thing the yes. more you get canceled on twitter it's actually good for you because you kind of get a reset because like when when i got banned from twitter i had like 119,000 followers or somewhere close to it uh like i get the same amount if not more interaction i do with my posts now with about 10,000 followers as i did then because they throttled my account so much so oh, getting wow. banned and coming back wow. every now and then is actually a good thing wow some say hmm. um, i do hey, Britt, Britt, what's my <laughs> Oh my! What's my Gab account? Is it uh, the Independence Gang? I can't remember what I. I just oh, set it up. JV Johnson. It's JV Johnson. Y'all on, I know that Brit's on Gab. I made Brit go join Gab. If you're yeah. on there, with JV, like, let me know. Yeah, I just, like, I just we'll did it. I, somebody was asking in chat as well. I'll, I'll get on that and make sure Gab it's, is it's awesome. yeah, make sure it's set up and stuff. Anyway, thanks everybody Everyone for being here. Gab. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks everyone for being here. We'll be back. What is tonight? Wednesday. We'll be back Friday night, ten o'clock Eastern, right here, same place, same bat channel. 